look at that. Already another week is wrapping up here, and we're kicking off the weekend with you with the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. I'm very excited about this show. I know I say that about a lot of our shows um, because uh, we do um, take a lot of effort and a lot of time to put together these shows and give you food for thought in, in an entertaining way. But this particular show actually was birthed out of the fact that I was um, a substitute teacher back in April for a week for one of our English teachers who also happened to um, teach the broadcast media class, which is an elective at the Potter's House where I've worked for the past year. And add that to the fact that I'm always looking for ways to promote the Potter's House and to help them because they were gracious enough to hire me, um, even though I know they have a small budget and have um, continuous concerns on the monetary front. So I'm just very excited to share with you today some valuable information about the Potter's House in the hopes that you will pray for us as we go forward and possibly even make a donation for this wonderful school that is making a difference in so many children's lives. Um, And not only people from here, from West Michigan, but also for refugees that come from across the world. Um, And we even have the opportunity to reach um, some Muslim students with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it's very exciting to be a part of the Potter's House, and we're going to kick off the show um, right now with the quote of the day, and then we will share some of the audio clips that the students from the broadcast media class put together for me as a part of their final assignment. And a special thanks go to Luke Luganbill for allowing me to challenge the students with this assignment. And so now, Adam, if you all begin with our quote of the day. This comes from Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, and thou art our potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. I picked that verse because it's kind of a theme verse of the potter's house and it hangs in the uh, it hangs in the main office of the potter's house to remind us um, who we're working for. And I love that about working there. I love the fact that we start the day with devotions as a staff together and time in prayer. I don't always make it to the prayer time because it starts an hour before I have to be at work and I have quite a uh, trek in, but sometimes I lead devotions, so then I do um, come for that, and then all the other times we have special um, gatherings at the devotion time, so I try to make it in at those times. So that's just a little bit of, of, of what Potter's House means to me, and I'll have some more re- reflections as we go through the show, but, but um, this first clip that Adam's going to play for us uh, is just some students, and well, I think it's primarily staff, maybe some students in here as well, just talking about what makes the Potter's House different and what they like about uh, working or attending at the Potter's House. The Potter's House provides a Christ-centered education to children of all ethnic heritages and income levels, equipping them to serve God and society to their fullest potential. What is your favorite part about working at Potter's House? 
I love all of my colleagues. I love all of my students. I love being able to interact with people with whom I'm in great relationship with all day, every day. Uh, my favorite part is working with the faculty and students here, the people that I work with. It's my favorite part. I love all the amazing students and the diversity of the backgrounds and their stories and getting to know those stories and then being able to see them grow as they uh, learn. Potter's House. Um, the students, getting to know them. Um, never thought I'd work with high school students, but it's been really a pleasure. What is your favorite part about the new building? Um, my favorite part about the new building is probably the way that it enhances my learning. It allows me to stand up instead of just being limited to sitting down in the new gym. What is your favorite part about the new building? My favorite part is the new furniture that we got, like the chairs and desks and stuff. And what makes Potter's House different from other schools? Um, it's, it's a lot smaller and there's a lot more like diversity there. What's your favorite part in, about the new building? Um, the commons. And what makes Potter's House different from other schools? Everyone talks to each other. What is your favorite part of the new building? Uh, my favorite part of the new building is the commons, because the, the old building, this used to be a football field and a drive-through, I mean a driveway, so I really like that part. And what makes Potter's House different from other schools? Some of the schools only have like 99% of one culture there. This is like so many cultures here that I just I just like it of that. It's diverse. All right, and that is our first clip of the day um, for the show. I just I really appreciated the uh, candor and honesty of the students and staff featured in that piece. Um, one of the voices you heard was our principal. Peter Vandenbrick, he spoke specifically about getting the chance to work with the staff that we work with, and that is definitely a highlight for me. And as you hear about the new changes, or the changes, I suppose new changes is redundant, but as you hear about the changes that have occurred at the school um, that the kids are excited about and the staff is as well, um, I think it would be good for us um who, and perhaps, especially for those of you who don't have a good context for what or who the Potter's House is, to hear some of the history of the school. And so I've asked Adam to summarize for us the history of the Potter's House. Well, it all started 43 years ago in 1974. There was a small group of college graduates that moved to Roosevelt Park, a low-income neighborhood on the southwest side of Grand Rapids. And they opened those doors to a neighborhood ministry. And over the next six years, they Work with over 150 children weekly. As the kids began to share the stories of their lives, it just became apparent that two hours a week, it, it just wasn't enough to meet the academic, emotional, and spiritual needs of the kids. So they needed a safer place to grow and flourish academically and spiritually. And then, boom, 1981 happened. The Potter's House was born. And in fact, in 81, two teachers in the group quit their jobs to work for free in order to launch a school centered on Christ and designed with a diverse student body in mind. Here's the crazy part. You think of how big Potter's House is today with hundreds of kids. The first day brought 12 students to the classrooms in the basement of local church. <laughs> that's, that's where it all started in 1981. By the end of the year, 19 students were enrolled at the school and a new location needed to be found. After many years of support and uh, local businesses coming on board, 
They bought the former Southwest Christian School from the Godfrey Lee School District, and by 1992, were open opening their first middle school for the Potter's House. In 2001, they graduated their first senior class after opening their high school with ninth and tenth ninth uh, and tenth grade, starting in 1998. Then, uh, in 2003, getting into the millennium. They purchased and renovated the high school building to include a media center, a student commons, a hands-on science lab, and music room. And then today, they are a fully accredited and have more than 540 students in grades PK through 12 on two campuses. And what's awesome is that mission still rings true today just as it was when they started back in 1981, which is to have a Christ-centered education available to all kids. Uh, and, I, and I forget – whether it was this year's class, I think it might have been next year's class, will be the first class that has been going to the Potter's House since the high school was available. Wow. And so, very exciting things. And, of course, from humble beginnings um, comes what we know now as the Potter's House School. Um, and they have almost 600, ch- 600 kids. I think there were 202 this year at the high school. Um, 30 Five are receiving their high school diploma this year, and so I'm just super proud to be a part of this group, um, and I hope to be involved with them for a good long time to come. I volunteered there for five years and then was given the opportunity to be employed, and it's been a wonderful year of growth and change and exciting Things I, I work as a teacher support specialist, so I do different things pretty much every day and just kind of uh, roll with the punches um, in a very literal sense as I roll <laughs> down the hall. But uh, I really appreciate the Potter's House and all that it stands for. And uh, for those that have supported um, the Potter's House in the past or supported me directly in my work at the Potter's House, I say thank you and I'm sure the students that are featured in this episode would say thank you as well. All right, well, we're going to move on to our next piece of audio. And in this particular clip, we hear some of the the diversity of the Potter's House. Because as I mentioned, it's it's a school that has a bunch of different cultures wrapped up into one. Many people send their kids so they can get exposed to multiple cultures and really learn from others. So let's hear this clip. Hi guys, and welcome to my podcast. Well, really, this is Mr. Andrew's podcast, and I'm just a feature. Today we have JJ. So JJ, how do you think the Pass House is different from other schools? Great question, Logan. First of all, I'd like to say the Potter's House is an amazing school. We're a small community, so that small community uh, allows us to really be one with each other, be a family. We're all connected with our teachers very well. Um, you know, you don't really get to experience that in college. Uh, me being a senior, I really think about that a lot. Uh, I really appreciate that for high school, you know, that I get to have that one-on-one with teachers whenever teachers know my name, uh, I know teachers' name. And it's a great feeling knowing that, you know, teachers are praying over you, uh, over all your students, and they know everybody by name, and they say everybody's name in their prayer. I mean, it's really a beautiful thing. And then uh, what else makes us different is that, you know, we're so diverse, and just everybody here is just so cool you know everybody's just real chill uh we all come from different backgrounds so it's amazing to connect and just bring our cultures together and uh overall it's just a beautiful school next up guys we have sammy molina born in cuba here to tell his view on the potter's house 
Okay, uh, I think that the Potter's House is special because the diversity that we have here and uh, how we're so kind to one another. Uh, you won't be able to find that in uh, other schools, uh, like public schools and stuff like that, because uh, usually kids from different races, they're, they're kind of rivals to each other. Um, but here in lunch, we, we all sit together and we all eat together and we we're friends with one another, and I think that that's what makes Potter's House so special. All right, and there you have it, a little bit about the diversity of the Potter's House. And again, what I liked about that clip is just um, the, the honest reflections from kids from different walks of life, and uh, I, I hope that you enjoyed it. It's definitely been an eye-opening experience to me to be exposed to different cultures as well like one of the things that i am hoping to do over the summer is to brush up on my spanish so that i can at least begin to approach being bilingual because i think it will be a key to any future success that i have at the school and so um do you have any thoughts adam so far based on what we've heard I love, like you mentioned, the diversity of the school. When I had a chance to go for uh, a couple high school games, uh, you could tell that it was a it's, a it's a tight community. And I love how, like the one kid mentioned, how people come from all different backgrounds. And in a way, even though that's the case, I feel like that brings people closer together at Potter's House and makes that not just a school but a community. All right. Well, I I – Definitely agree with that, and uh, I really appreciate the the community feel of the Potter's House. Of course, there are some drawbacks. I I I've told people on social media and in person a few times this year that this is the first job that I've had where I haven't woken up on any single day and not wanting to go to work, and there really hasn't been anything that I don't like about my job, which you know has been almost unheard of for me because. Every job gets to be a job at some point. Mm -hmm. And there are harder days than others. Um, and one thing that I realized would be really tough was a couple weeks ago when the seniors were done. And, you know, it was time to say goodbye to the senior class of 2017. That was probably the hardest, the hardest day that I've ever had at work at the Potter's house. Because... Um, each of these seniors, and a few in particular, have come to mean a lot to me over the last year. And so to say goodbye to them uh, as they go on to the next phase of their lives is a really hard thing. But at the same time, that's the goal. That's the, that's that's what we're, we're trying to do. We're trying to launch them uh, successfully into the world so they can be uh, world changers for Jesus Christ. And so as hard as that was... It's gratifying to see them moving on to the next step. All right. Well, we have one more piece of audio. We have, we have a couple more pieces of audio, but this next one is um, deal, dealing with additional student reflections. So just listen and enjoy as they talk about uh, what it's like to go to the Ponder's house. Okay, so Kyla is a senior at the Potter's House, and the question is, why is the Potter's House different? 
From the last couple of years, it's different visually because of the building. We've had a lot of construction on it. Um, actually, like the inside of the building is different because everything changed once we had a new building. I'm not going to go into in depth because this will become a rant, but it's just a lot different. It's different from the rest of schools because we're really, really small and private. So like when people ask, like, um, how many people are in my graduating class, I have to tell them 34. And that's kind of like unheard of. <laughs> so I think that's why it's different. It creates like a family setting and uh, you build more relationships with people. This is Nyrese. No, he's a junior and he's going to talk about why the Potter's house is different. Oh, yeah, because he was using it. I don't know if you lost it. No, Matthew had it in his backpack. So, <clears throat> the Potter's house is different. Um, <laughs> in many ways, one being, uh, true, Josh Rodriguez will not be here next year, unfortunately. Uh, we have a new gym. That's it's a really nice addition for basketball players, really. Um, that, that's really the main thing. Other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice community, which is different from other schools. Thank you. This is Mr. Hoke Street. Why is the Potter's House different? The Potter's House is different because of our diversity and our small feel, um, our family-like atmosphere, uh, and the closeness of the community here. Thank you. This is Jalen Allen, a freshman. What do you think, why do you think the Potter's House is different? Because there's a lot of nice people there. All right, and there you have it, The uh, another um, look at what it's like at the Potter's House from the eyes of a high school student and then one coach, um, Mr. Jake Hoekstraight. So I want to thank each of them for their contributions. Um, and we have one more piece of audio um, that I want to share with you, and that's a brief interview with our athletic director, Santonio De Caesar. And then I'll have a couple of thoughts, and and Adam will be able to chime in a little bit more on this part because he actually has experienced some of our athletics. So let's roll that. So, Mr. Caesar, why are you working here at the Potter's House? I'm working at the Potter's House for a lot of reasons. Um, main reason being, I believe in the mission, and I enjoy uh, working with and serving with the faculty and working with the students. So I'm going to switch it up on you now. You know how you came from Wayland, and Wayland has the most, uh, or it's the richest school in Michigan. If you had the opportunity to work there, would you work there? I'm currently very happy with where I'm working right now. I'm very thankful for the Potter's House and my current job now. All right, thank you very much. All right, and as I said, that was San, uh, Santino uh, de Caesar. I always want to say Santonio, and I think I might have said that <laughs> as we went into that clip, but his name is Santino de Caesar. He's become a good friend. He's the athletic director at the Potter's House. And this has been a really exciting dimension, as was mentioned in one of the clips, uh, that we actually have a gym now, a home gym. And we opened it in February, and Adam was there uh, for the opening of the gym. So, Adam, uh, I've been talking about my experience with the Potter's House, you alluded a little bit to your experiences there just stepping in the door, I think, three times. 
that I invited you to basketball games. So just talk a little bit about what it was like to go into the gym on that first night and, you know, what you felt when you got there. I remember walking in and there was a lot of excitement. You could hear people talking about, I can't believe this day is finally here and we have our, our own gym. Because before Potter's House, you guys had to travel. You didn't have anywhere to play basketball or anything in there. And um, I remember you introduced me to the principal the first night and some of the teachers and faculty. And honestly, it was so friendly. It was the friendliest place. I mean, I was saying schools aren't friendly anyways, but there, were, there was something special about Potter's House. Like I, I felt that as soon as I started meeting the staff and even some of the students were like, you know, how are you, sir? It's nice to meet you, Mr. McNutt and all this. And they were like super respectful and, and just had a cool attitude to them. And you can tell this is a place where they're really feeding into the kids, not just here's your homework for the night, but 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 spiritually and and educationally. And uh, it, it's such a cool community. And I had no idea. Like, I've heard of the Potter's House before, but once I was finally there to hang out, it was a blast. I, I Honestly, I felt like I was a part of the group by the end of the night. And to have that happen in only three hours, uh, that's that's hard to find. So uh, Well, and I think, to me, that is a difference as well, because I remember... When I first thought about the idea of volunteering there, I was like, well, is this really a Christian school or is this just a school that claims to be Christian? Because I've heard different things about different Christian schools that perhaps, you know, the the Christian school moniker, if you will, was more more of a name that's thrown out there and not really a part of the culture. And I gotta tell you, Within a few weeks of volunteering there, I knew that it was real. Mm-hmm. And I I really had a vision or and a desire to work there from very shortly after I got in the door. And so the fact that, I, that that was an accomplishment that happened this year was to me a uh, very big deal. And so I hope that as you've listened to these audio clips and... Uh, Considered what, um, considered what we've talked about, that you will consider giving to the Potter's House. Maybe even if you don't have a student there, or you know the the prospect of a student there, you can still kind of grasp the vision for what we're talking about here. I think it's so important for uh, each of these kids that we have come into our school. You know, we have. This, this extremely vibrant ESL um, component at the Ponder's house. And we have, you know, I talked to a, I talked to a girl. I think she's been at the Ponder's house for two years. And she seems to be, like, extremely fluent in English. And I asked her where she learned it. And she said, I learned English here. And, I you know, and I, I was kind of floored because I was like, I wouldn't know that she hadn't been speaking it for years. I mean, she had an obvious accent. Right. But I, I kind of had, got this idea that she's been speaking it for years. But just in the last couple of years at the Potter's house, she learned to speak English. Mm-hmm. And to me, that speaks volumes because you, because, you know, there are places where rather than teach English to the students, they will get them Spanish-speaking teachers so they can just continue to speak Spanish. There's nothing wrong with speaking Spanish, but it's great that we bring these students in and we teach them English so that they can function in in our American society, 
so they can know what it's like to get on the road to becoming an American, to becoming a part of one of the greatest countries in, in the whole world. And so I really resonate with that. I've had an opportunity to work with several ESL students this year, and I just really enjoy that part of the work as well. And so please know that whatever you donate to the Potter's House, if you choose to do so, will go to a great cause. And uh, you'll be helping someone develop skills that will help them, hopefully for years beyond their time in the school. Um, but I know I've talked about the Potter's House before, but I wanted to take this chance to take a whole episode to kind of lay out some of the highlights of my year and what it's been like to work with these great students. So I just want to say a quick thank you again to Luke Luganbill for helping me put together the audio. Um, he's an English and broadcast news teacher at the Potter's House. I want to thank all of the many people that contributed to the audio. I wouldn't be able to go through all the names without forgetting someone, <laughs> so I'm not going to try, but just know that if you did contribute to this audio, I'm very appreciative of the work that you put in. And I hope that everybody has enjoyed this sneak peek into another aspect of my life and ministry and that you've been encouraged this week. Um, with that being said, I'll just ask you to go to the Potter's House. Let's see. The Potter's House website is the is pottershouseschool.org, and you can get all kinds of information there about enrollment, about volunteering, and about donating, both by mail or online. So make sure that you go to that website. I'll make sure that the Potter's House website is up on the blog post for um, this week's show. And I believe that's all that I have for you today. So I'll just tell you, I hope that you have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.